Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is Danny Ryan I'm here with Tommy Ryan, uh, the president and co-founder of Three Will, for our weekly discussion. Thanks for joining me, Tommy. Thanks for having me again, Danny. Absolutely. And uh, as we were preparing for today's uh, podcast, we were talking about one of the blog posts that you've been working on, and um, uh, putting together that that blog post was sort of a, had to do with a recent article that was put out uh, from Zappos about um, company culture. And uh, when I was reading through it, I was noticing sort of it was the one of the underlying themes or one of the concepts that was a, a key part of this article was the the whole idea of self organizing teams. What what can you just sort of maybe get us kicked off and start? telling us what it what is a self-organizing team well the article talks about a, a concept of holacracy and when you start reading about this and it starts talking about you no know, bosses and and the teams self-organize um, it's around um, kind of flattening the structure of how work gets done you know within the organization and that Teams are the ones that are going after their domain of you know responsibilities that they have. When when you look at it in the three world world, that's it's our teams that are on projects. That's probably the the biggest or the most common teaming aspect in our organization is a delivery team that's assigned to a project. Mm-hmm. And um, the way we our lens of how that team gets things done is through an agile scrum methodology and fundamental to that is self-organizing teams. They sign up for the work, they are um, committed to the work, and in order for that to work, you need to facilitate a common kind of set of terminology and and artifacts and, and process around that. And agile is the way that we self-organize around a problem domain for our customer. Mm-hmm. In some of this, it sounds like so. The a lot of this started when you were at uh, W.L. Gore, the, the concept of not having a boss and more of like a sponsor, which we've right. carried on here at Three Will, have the same concept where you're, you're working with a sponsor. Tell me a little bit more about um, moving from being, you know, having this, hierarchy of having a boss that you report to to having a sponsor what's the difference what tell me a little bit more about that yeah well the the history of how that came about wl gore and associates is the founder of gore um, bill gore he was a research chemist at dupont and he you know essentially learned the way of hierarchy through the experience of dupont and when he invented a, a certain, um, you know, it, it was it was Teflon essentially, uh-huh. and he found application for that and wanted to create a product. And Dupont said, "We're a raw materials company. We're not a product company." So he bought the patent, went off and started his company. And as he started his company, he saw all the things that were kind of breaking down the efficiency of getting things done within an organization that comes through having very strict hierarchical um, you know, organizations. Mm-hmm. So he came up with what he called the lattice structure. And so it allowed people to work together one-on-one. 
and you didn't have this chain of command in terms of if I needed to talk to so-and-so, I didn't need to talk through his boss's boss's boss yep. to get to that individual. It was one-on-one, expert-to-expert, the person that has a need, the person that has the answer to be able to make that connection and get things done. So that that's you know the concept at Gore of why um, they had this kind of uh, one-on-one structure. And when you start using the term boss, that all of a sudden starts creating a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It starts creating who are you reporting up to. And in you know, their environment, they flipped that. They said, we don't have bosses, we have sponsors. And the sponsor's working for that individual and is breaking down the barriers for their success in the organization. So it's someone that you can mentor them, someone that knows how the company works and how things get done mm-hmm. and um, is, has an interest of that person being successful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that really, to me, um, seemed to be the right thing. It seemed to be the way um, to run a company and, and organize in a company. And so that was an early concept for us. It was from the beginning without even knowing anything about Agile. Um, but it plays in well and, and matches well with Agile where you do not have a project manager, you have a scrum master. And the mm-hmm. scrum master is the servant leader within that group that's facilitating the process of Agile, making sure are we doing it the way we've agreed to do it as an organization. Yep. And how things get done is you have self-motivated people that pick up things off that backlog and have pride in getting it done versus being told to do it, not really having any say in terms of I'm interested in doing this. You're bringing a team of skilled people that Mm -hmm. care about the problem you're going after and they naturally want to solve it and they do it in a way that um, ends up having better results better morale in the team and and overall you know our clients see that and recognize that one of the interesting things um sort of jump back and i want to hit come back to this uh it's almost like nowadays you're used to the concept of um like with a lot of the the social networking tools that you have of having a um communication to the top so this whole idea of anyone can talk to anyone i think um, more recently with a lot of the way the social network is set up is you can have those direct conversations, which right. it sounds like he was doing that very early on. He was saying, let's break that down right, um, and allow for that to occur. And and it has its own set of issues that, you know, once oh, yeah. you have that one, you know, it's, it's just not a perfect world, but it, 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 it does, it does allow for, it does empower an individual. Um, and it does allow for the, I think, the leadership to not be in a, a, a place where all they've got their yes men surrounding them and um, where they're not hearing from right. people about how to improve. Um, the other thing, I think you, you, you were picking up on this in the article, which was um, this doesn't work for everybody. There are people mm-hmm. who want to show up to work and to have a, a boss and someone telling them what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that impact sort of how we recruit the people who work out here at Three Will? How does that impact us? Yeah, it, it's it's true. I, I, I don't think it's something that um, fits all organizations and all endeavors uh-huh. <laughs> to not have hierarchy. Um, but in the world that we're in, we think it really plays well 
to have a self-motivated individual that cares about getting something done without being told to mm-hmm. do that, um, without being given very detailed instruction that they can, um, you know, exercise their creativity, exercise their resourcefulness to, to solve the problem and create an environment that we support them in that learning process of how to contribute within mm-hmm. a self-organizing team. Um, when it comes to recruiting, um, you know, we're looking for folks that um, are really frustrated with being in an environment where there's more kind of excuses to get things done to actually get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ends up being sometimes a red flag for us is we'll see someone at a very large organization for a very long time mm-hmm. and, you know, wondering, well, why didn't they get the itch to try to do something in a smaller team and a smaller environment? Because what we're doing is it's very small teams. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's something that comes up and, and we try to get a sense of, do you have, what, what do you think about your environment at, at uh, XYZ company, large Fortune 500 company? And kind of see if there is that desire of, I get frustrated mm-hmm. with um, being in an environment that uh, I can't get things done because I, I want to contribute. And sometimes there's more, there's punishment in some of those environments to mm-hmm. contribute versus um, kind of hide in a <laughs> sense. And in our environment, no one can hide. Mm-hmm. And that's another aspect of a small company mm-hmm. and in small teams that serve clients is no one's behind, you know, the, you know, in the back room. Everybody is really on the front line. Um, so that, that can be nerve wracking or that could be energizing. Yeah. So we try to tease that out of, is that excites you? Cause we want you here because you want to be here. You know, mm-hmm. the free will aspect of our shared value of free will is you're choosing to be in this type of crazy environment. For mm-hmm. some people, it, it, it seems crazy. Why would you want to do that? Uh-huh. But some people say, I wouldn't want it any other way. I, yeah. I, I love, I feel really engaged at work and I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. There's some people who've been, who've been, you know, sort of locked in that cage for so long. I almost, when you, when, when you look at having them come here, it's like, I'm going to give you so much freedom. Your head's going to explode. <laughs> you know, can you handle that? Can you handle, there's nobody here. Everybody here is, is we're not here to, to, to cause, you know, every day we're going to talk about how to break impediments down. We're going to talk about, and really the motivation here is not, it's about not letting the team down. It's about, and for people who care about wanting to help a t- another team member out, that's your motivation. That's what, what that's what you, why you're doing what you're doing is because you really want to serve others. You just, at the end of the day, you're looking at this and saying, you know what, I signed up for this and my team, I can't let my team members down. And for, I think a lot of people hear that, that, that that's what highly motivates them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really looking f- for a bunch of servant leaders. Yeah. You know, we really think everyone in some form within the within three will are leaders and mm-hmm. are taking on things and having passion around being an expert in something or um, being a scrum master for the team or being a tech lead for a team. And the way that's done is is not through a hierarchical reporting structure, but it's roles and responsibilities of I'm going on this project as, as say, the team lead. And that comes with responsibility. And it's not really focused on people reporting to me as much as what am I doing to make the team successful. Mm-hmm.
Awesome. Well, um, maybe to wrap this up, I, I, you know, tell me a little bit more about, um, can anybody be a sponsor? Tell, tell me a little bit more about, and what, how do you become a sponsor and what, tell me just a little bit more about sponsorship and we'll wrap this up. Yeah. And so sponsors at three will, um, it's someone that's been at three will long enough to understand the culture of three will uh-huh. and how things get done. Um, and usually we're looking for someone that can help someone grow. And um, it doesn't have to be someone that's older, um, but someone that has some experience in that area that that person wants to be pushed in that direction, that they can get that support to, to stretch themselves and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're really looking for where is that person in their growth curve, what type of, you know, support and coaching do they need to move to their next level of growth Mm -hmm. and who's best equipped within three wheels environment to provide that. And so, you know, that, and when we do sign sponsorship, it's gotta be someone that's gotta be committed to helping that person be successful when we're all busy. So we limit people to usually no more than three people that they're sponsoring so that they can spend the time that they need to do to, help with career path and help with, um, you know, areas of, of growth. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. I think it was a great, uh, culture slash people subject. And, um, uh, you know, for folks who are listening, we, I know we are hiring right now. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, feel free to drop by our website, um, where we have the, uh, the active job listings that are out there. Take a look at that. Um, and, uh, we have descriptions of, of those roles. Uh, if you're interested in really wanting a different type of environment, I think the environment that we have here, uh, some of the things that, uh, Tommy's been talking about, um, really interest you and, uh, uh, you want to be a part of this, uh, drop by the website, uh, you can apply online. Um, and, uh, you know, we look forward just to having some conversations. What's the technology is important to us, but I think even more important to us is, is to building upon and growing this culture. So if you want to become a part of this, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this today. Thank you, Tommy, for being here. You're welcome, Danny. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. We'll uh, pick up with another subject and, uh, everybody have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.